On today's Locked on Bama, we're going to talk about three very intriguing players that are intriguing for three very different reasons. You are Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into the Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Thank you for making us your first listen. Jimmy, let's just nope. jump right into your countdown. Um, today, we come up on a guy who is making everybody at Alabama very excited, um, even though he didn't do a ton last year, and that's Isaiah Bond, number 17 right. in your program, number one in your heart. And, you know, one thing that I think about him uh, going back to – his first big play, I guess, at Alabama was the catch against Arkansas where he didn't score, but he was wide open. Um, and I think it was Bryce that threw that ball. And it just – it wasn't perfect. But it reminded me so much. And Alabama fans who watched the 2018 Louisville game will remember one of Jalen – this may have been Jalen Waddle's first catch. I don't think it was, though. It was one of his first catches against Louisville from Tua. Jalen's wide open – Tua overthrows him just a hair, and Waddle has to go up and get it and come down with it. Should have been a touchdown. But it was the very eerily similar. Like Bryce's pass to Bond should have been a touchdown against Arkansas too. And um, they both wear number 17. I don't know why that. I feel like that's a big deal. It's probably not a big deal. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bond played right off the bat. I mean, pretty highly recruited kid. Uh, super fast. Probably, I mean, interesting. I think you would lead off Bond, right? We're talking about Isaiah. Is, he's probably the fastest player on the team. Uh, there, there, there's a, a handful of contenders for that. I think Bond, Malik Benson's very fast. Dale uh, Milrow is very fast. He would be a strong contender, actually. But, but Bond is probably who I'd pick as, as the guy that's probably the fastest guy on the whole team, which is saying a lot because team speed is, is outstanding. But Bond can really, really run. Uh, and he played as a true freshman, and he made a few plays. Off the top of my head, I think he wears number 17, and I think he caught 17 balls. I mean, I haven't looked at that in a couple of weeks, but he caught somewhere around 14, 17 balls a year ago, which means he made a contribution. He played with the first team. He's, he's certainly going to play with the first team again this fall. Uh, I think the question is, uh, can he lead this wide receiver room in receptions? That would be a big shock based on – you know, the jump it would take from where he was last year to this year. But I think he can be one of the leading receivers. I think he could be as high as, as maybe third and maybe as low as maybe fifth. Uh, and, and there'll be six or seven guys that play in that first team rotation. But Bond's going to be out there first quarter, first game. I mean, this is a guy you'll regularly, regularly see every Saturday, and he's expected to make that year one to year two jump. Uh, I, I think any negative I would just have is, you know, he is fast. I'm not sure last year he played to his speed. And what I mean by that is I think if you watch the games last year, other than the play that Luke pointed out and maybe a couple of others, at no point did you see his 4-3 speed evidence itself on the field in terms of separation and his routes, in terms of making a big play, running away from the defense. It only happened, you know, a couple of times. I think the challenge for him is, Hey, you're the fastest guy out there. Show it, you know. And you I mean just show that it translates to the 
football and not just the track, right? So I think that's a challenge for Bond, but we have every reason to be very excited about him. I, I know that a lot of people think, oh, the receivers, it's never going to be again like it was with Smitty and, and, and Jalen and, and, you know, Waddle and, and, and her, uh, you know, uh, Ruggs, all those guys. Well, there's a chance, Luke, Isaiah Bond may be a first-round pick. He, he can be a first-round pick because he has first-round pick tools. So let's see if it works out. It's just something that obviously isn't going to happen overnight. You know, it really is kind of like having a – a Maserati, but you can only drive it in subdivisions right now. Yeah, I, I mean, pretty. you got to get him on the Autobahn. You got to get – and I, th- I guess now that I think about it, that's one thing that sort of frustrates you about Bill O'Brien from last year. And I say you, I'm meaning you all Alabama fans. Like, why didn't we just have more deep balls to him? Just let him go. Just turn him loose. I mean, maybe there was a scheme. Maybe there was a reason. I, I know he lost a fumble last year. That's not a big deal. Um, but you look at the end of the season, I think those are when his best games really came around. He scored a touchdown against Kansas State. He had four catches, only 36 yards against Auburn. Why wasn't he allowed to cut loose one time against Auburn? Right. I mean, just cut loose. Now, maybe it happened. I'm, I haven't gone back and watched all the games to see, oh, there he goes on a fly route. But I'm saying what if he, if he did have a fly route, we never took a shot at it. So um, it just feels like we are uh, we have this cheetah that we have in a rather large we have in my living room. I mean, he can't ever get going. Right. I think it's largely my my answer to that is is largely it was a schematic issue in terms of how we were defended by most teams last year. Uh, I think I think teams sort of copycatted each other and found a way to defend us that that I wouldn't say it worked because we're the fourth highest scoring team in college football, but it, it worked enough, enough times. And, and we were basically playing a lot of teams that dropped seven and eight guys into coverage. Uh, they weren't worried about us pounding the ball at them. They weren't worried about Bryce running with the ball. They worried about Bryce's intermediate and downfield passes. So they dropped seven or eight. They were covering our three or four receivers with seven and eight guys, including two deep safeties and just sort of trying to take away, take away that part of the game as best they could. And we worked around it to the point that we were very productive in terms of points and yards. But, uh, but it did work uh, to, to some extent. Obviously, we lost a couple games. A couple other games were close. Uh, that's how teams chose to defend us. It's an extremely popular defense right now in the NFL. Uh, Alabama's not the only offense. It's a little flummoxed by that. Uh, I think a lot of what we've talked about this whole offseason about a return to run the damn ball, a return to the MTAQ uh, saving stuff is in part response to that. Because if you're dropping seven or eight and we start pounding you on the ground with physical run game, that, that's the worst defense to play against that type of offense. We're going to six and eight yard you to death and never punt. Uh, if that's how you're playing, you know, a, a, a power ground game. So we're going to get teams out of that. The irony is by running the ball, now Bond may have more opportunities to take the top off because the safeties are up and, and everybody's not just dropping back. Well, listen, you want your Isaiah Bonds running well, and if you want your engine running well, then you want to go to eBay Motors. I'm telling you, eBay Motors is the place to go. You will absolutely love this place. It, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. 
It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, you head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. That's right. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jimmy, on the next Locked on Bama, we'll be still diving into this uh, countdown because, I mean, shoot, we, we're running out of days to get this in before practice, and that's our goal every year. So, um, look, Nick Saban's got to slow down on the commitment taken uh, unless it's Demarcus Riddick, which is next Wednesday at 4 o'clock Central Time, God's Time, and uh, we'll be talking about that later. Now we come to a guy. And I didn't put up any pictures of Isaiah Bond because I was being silly. There's one. There's a good one of Isaiah Bond. Look at that. He's Utah State. Um, so now I'm going to put up a picture of the next guy on your countdown. That is one Mr. Jermaine Burton. Every time I say Jermaine, I want to go Dupree or Jackson. I've got to learn to go Burton next. But um, Jermaine Burton, one of the more intriguing players. Uh, intriguing. I don't even know if that's the word. I'm, I'll tell you. Jermaine Burton is the kind of guy that that I think our fans, they haven't put their arms around him just yet. I mean, he's every time you you want to start loving him, he had a couple of um a big catches for touchdowns in like the third game last year, I think it was third or fourth game. And then he sort of he just disappeared a little bit, had some big drops, um, had that little incident at Tennessee, which some people think he was justified, and and I understand it. I understand, you know, you're on the field, you've been in this uh, hotly contested game, and somebody comes in your face, and they may say something to you, and you you take a slap or whatever it is that he did. It wasn't super clear. Um, I don't agree with it. I'm just saying I get it. Um, I, I certainly don't condone it. But um, anyway, I'm just saying like – and then he had these uh, comments the other day uh, where he's just talking about how essentially how good we're going to be this upcoming year. And I think the fans reaction to most of that, at least on the message boards was, Hey, Jermaine, we need you to go out there and show us, go out there and be this dude. Don't, don't talk about being this dude, be this dude. Yeah. I think Jermaine is a, to some extent, a victim of expectations. Uh, I don't think he necessarily was a bad player. I think, it was his first year with the program after coming from Georgia, a highly recruited guy. Uh, a lot of people, and myself, I might be as guilty of this as anybody, I think we sort of labeled Jermaine Burton as wide receiver one before he got here and expected him to be our best wide receiver, sort of replace a lot of the production we were losing from Jamison Williams and, and John Mechie. And he didn't do that. He didn't even come close to uh, to Mechie's numbers or JMO's numbers. And I, I think because he didn't live up to expectations, I mean, it's sort of like a movie. I mean, movies are in the news a lot right now with the, you know, we're, we're just going through the Barbie, the Barb, Barbheimer weekend, I think. And, uh, you know, expectations for both of those movies sky high. But the point is, when you tell yourself you're about to step into a movie and this movie's going to be great, 
and it's only good, sometimes you leave disappointed and, and, and because you're like, oh, I thought it was going to be a lot better than that. Well, the movie is pretty good, you know, and, and I think with Burton, that's the thing. He is a good player. He caught, I think, 30, 39 balls, uh, almost 700 yards. Uh, he had several games where he was our leading receiver. He did have drops, but he is dependable. He's not a guy that drops half the balls that throw him. I mean, I, I think one of the reasons we bring up the drops with him is because he was supposed to be a guy that never dropped the ball. I don't think he had a drop in his two years at Georgia at all, which is nuts. Uh, so when he dropped, I think, two or three balls last year, Alabama fans were like, what is this? I thought he didn't drop balls. So I, I think to some extent it might have been expectations. One last thing I'll throw in, he seemed to – I think this term is overrated a little bit, but he seemed to not have a good chemistry with Bryce, which is crazy because Bryce is so good. But how many times did we see Jermaine Burton behind the defense and Bryce missed him? I mean, and by that, Bryce Bryce didn't throw many inaccurate balls. But if we were going to say, hey, here's the 10 most inaccurate balls Bryce threw in two years, six or seven of the 10 would have been deep balls to Jermaine Burton for whatever reason. They were not lock and step on, on some deep balls and, and missed. So, so Burton did a good job of getting open, getting separation, putting himself in position to make the big play, and the ball just wasn't catchable. So that's not, not on Burton either. But I'm just saying he's a good player. Maybe this year, now that the expectations are totally different, now we're like, well, Burton's not great. He's just okay. If we're going into the season with the idea that Jermaine Burton's just okay. I think he's going to surprise people. He's a, he's a better player than that. A couple of things. First of all, I just looked it up. He didn't uh, – it wasn't that he had two touchdowns in the fourth game. He had two touchdowns in the very first game, which may have sort of blown up expectations a little bit. Now, it was against Utah State. And then he had two more touchdowns against um, Austin P. So, uh, I mean, again, those were his two best games. He had seven catches against Austin P. five catches against uh, – USU. He had five catches against Ole Miss with a touchdown. Now that arguably was his best game, or maybe even Kansas State, where he had three catches for a touchdown. The other thing I want to say is if you don't have good chemistry with Bryce Young, that's on you. Yeah. I mean, it is a strange thing to say. It's a strange thing to say because what do you mean? Bryce doesn't need a lot of help, you know. But for whatever reason, he seemed to miss Burton quite a bit. Yeah. And never seem to miss the other guys. So maybe that's on Burton. I don't know. But I, I just think, again, I, I, I like the, the movie analogy here. And when you go in thinking it's going to be great and it's only good, you're disappointed. I think this year we're going to go into the Jermaine Burton movie thinking, oh, this will be okay. Hey, sometimes when you go to a movie, you don't really want to go because you don't really think much of it. And it's good. You're like, wow, wow, not bad, not bad. And I think that's what we'll be saying about Jermaine Burton at the end of the season. Not yeah, bad. I want him to be sort of John Wickish. Uh, I don't think anybody expected a lot of John Wick when it came out. Now it's like, you know, it's going to have all these spinoffs and everything else. It'd be great. Uh, I said what the just a second ago because here's what happens when I pull up Jermaine Burton's stats on the ESPN page, uh, and then I scroll down to look at him. An ad started playing, and and I don't know if you can hear it, but I can hear it. And I'm like, what the heck's happening? I didn't know what that was. It was like just a little. Irish spring whistling thing or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just wanted people to know what that was in case they're just listening. They're like, why did Luke say what the, like what happened to him? Um, anywho, so Jermaine Burton, we're expecting a, a, 
a better year from him. And, and I did pull up his stats. Uh, he had uh, about 40 catches, like you said, but for 677 yards. Um, again, I think there's more there. I think there's more to get out of him. And I think that is the thing that's not, I hate to say disappointing, but when you see him having, uh, you know, he's on social media and he's saying this, saying that, maybe that's just the way he is, understandably. But it, I'm to the point of like, okay, we got to see something and not against Utah State. I mean, the first game, if you have two touchdowns against Middle Tennessee, fantastic. But then I want to see you have two against Texas or at least make a kick butt block. It do, do something against a big boy. One thing about the expectations, what I'd say is, is this too, that, that some kids just don't get a fair break from the fans. I think if you ask Alabama fans, how excited are you about Bond? How excited are you about Prentice? How excited are you about Law, Emmanuel Henderson? I think we'd all be going, we are excited about all these guys. Can't wait to see what they do. Chances are most of them, half of them, won't end their careers with 2,000 SEC receiving yards and 20 touchdowns, and Jermaine Burton is. So that's what I mean by that. Sometimes it's just whatever, for whatever reason, players aren't appreciated. Uh, I I think if we said right now, hey, uh, do you think Prentice will be a 2,000-yard, 20-touchdown guy? We go, I hope so. I hope so. He could be. He could be. Well, Burton is. And 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 we go, ah, let's just look at the younger guys. You know, uh, he, he's a good, productive, solid SEC player. And the incident at Tennessee, we could have spent more, more time on that, but that's terrible to, to talk about. But I, I think the same thing. He, he didn't get – sure, there was something to criticize there. There was something to criticize there. But I'm also not sure he was treated fairly either, not by everybody. That, that's true. Now, here's the other thing. Um, and I don't, I, I got, we got to get to a break, so no need to respond, but, um, I can't even watch Tennessee game highlights from last year. Like Dallas Turner, they showed the highlight of him returning that fumble for a touchdown last year against Tennessee. It makes me so mad. All I can think about is that, that bad PI call against, uh, Alabama last year. Cause we win the game if they don't have that call and that call just changed everything. It makes me so mad and I understand sometimes you're the victim of a bad call. So it happens. I get it. I, I feel you. I hear you. I'm not blaming the refs. I'm just saying I hated that call. And it, it just makes me sick to think we should have won it without that. Now, again, you're the victim of bad calls. Sometimes it was our turn over the barrel. It happens. I'm not saying refs are terrible and they're out to get us. I don't want people to misconstrue that. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Justice Haynes, who might be the player that's least known about, at least experienced, that everybody's the most excited about. And we're back. We're going to talk a little Justice Haynes now. Um, I'm going to put up a picture of him. Now, this is him uh, just as he committed. Uh, not a picture because, you know, obviously there aren't a lot of game pictures because guess what? He hadn't played in the game. But look at that dude. If you were going against that dude, and let's say you're in high school and you're like, okay, I'm, my coach gave me this great pregame speech. I'm super fired up. I can't wait to go out there and play uh, Buford High School. Oh, my God, look at that running back they have. And he doesn't even have his pads on. It looks like he ate his pads with his arms. That's hey, what great. it looks like. Great picture. Shout out to either uh, shout out to either Chad Simmons or uh, Justin Hastings with on three, who no doubt took that picture. <laughs> that was, that's really that's, that's that's the good stuff uh, uh, right there. Um, you know, Justice Alabama's pretty loaded at running back, right? Jace McClellan's back, good player. Roydell Williams is back, good player. 
Jam Miller showed glimpses last year of maybe greatness. So you got three coming in, and, and there's no real reason to, to, to play a true freshman a lot with two veterans and an exciting young player like Jam Miller, but hold the phone. Justice Haynes is just too good. And I think he's one of these guys, Luke, that when we got the commitment, when, when, when Justice Haynes committed to Alabama, we knew he was good. We knew this, but he's been even better. I mean, per, per word from inside the program, uh, starting with the bowl practices even. Uh, he's been even better than advertised. And the advertisements were exciting and maybe even better. I think in the end, Luke, Justice Haynes is so good, he's going to cut into Jace McClellan's carries. He's going to cut in to Roy Dell Williams' carries. He's going to cut into Jam Miller's carries, and he's going to end up being a big part of things. He's just too good to keep off the field. And because he's a freshman, I mean, one thing you can just assume from fan bases is, you know, who's going to be the popular players, right? And if there's a freshman running back who's highly productive and making plays all over the place and scoring touchdowns, you can bet that guy's going to be a huge fan favorite. Now throw in the fact that Justice Haynes is a great kid from a great family. We, he's a Georgia legacy who chose to be at Alabama. Uh, everything is lined up, Luke, for Justice Haynes to, uh, well, I guess in this NIL world, we can say Justice Haynes going to sell a lot of Alabama jerseys. No mute, no mute, everybody. I swear, no mute. Um, no, I, think I just, I just, you caught me off guard fun. once again with your uh, jersey. Uh, my jersey uh, thing was good. Your jersey the sales jersey thing was. just got me. It just got me. Yeah, it, it's something you, we used to not be able to say, and now it's a thing. Right now, it's like, as a matter of fact, we probably should do a whole show on that this week. Like, Ooh. it's like the NFL, right? I mean, who's going to sell the most jerseys on this team? Uh, last last year was obviously Bryce, and to some extent, Will. And uh, who's going to sell the most jerseys this year? I think it's a good good topic. I, I'm going to give um, I'm going to give Waddle a lot of credit right here too. There, if there's one jersey I didn't think would ever be something kind of sexy, it's 17. 17 just doesn't sound like a great, you know, <laughs> it's because you hear a, uh, it's 17 just doesn't seem like it's kind of it's not really, you know, 18. You're old enough to vote and. You know, you're in college, you're having fun, and you're you're legal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and how about this? You know, 17 is a weird I'll, – I'll give you an even weirder example. This might blow you – maybe you know this. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I'm sure most people listening don't know this. Who is wearing 17 on defense this year? I do know this, and well, now I'll I can't be, remember. I can't – I do know it because I remember thinking about it the other day, and I'm not going to sit here and – like, try to yeah. think of this while people are trying to listen, so tell me. Trez Marshall. That's right. I saw it the other day. That. I was like, what a weird number for him. And then I just exactly. sort of. Exactly. I mean, the Mike, basically, he's going to play Mike linebacker, maybe Will linebacker. But for a linebacker in the middle of the field to wear number 17, you almost want to holler down at the field, Coach, Coach, you put a wide receiver on the field. Coach, there's a wide receiver. At linebacker, we're going to get killed. But you got people in the stands doing this, like with their what? finger, like right there. <laughs> Bond, Isaiah Bond's out there, feverishly pointing their finger. I just think it's a. I don't know that, that would be something. A linebacker. Have you seen a linebacker wear seventeen? That's just strange uh, no. to me. Obviously, it's a wide receiver or a, a safety DB. But anyway, Trez Marshall's going to wear seventeen on defense. Obviously, Bond on offense. But Justice Haynes. Uh, 22, I believe. 
Yeah, um, and what a what a good number for him. He's cool. Well, he's he's very much like Mark Ingram. I mean, he's, he is more like him. He's a lot like him, and now he's wearing his number. It, it, Justice Haynes is. I'll tell you something else I like about this this whole you know group coming in and the the current group committed. Um, I thought both Jamie French and William Sanders, who just committed the other day, and this most of this class coming in. I hadn't heard all of them speak, but. Wow. I mean, super impressive kids all the way around. I really was blown away by William Sanders the other day. I mean, he, I, I feel like maybe we've made a more concerted effort. Yes, you want to get the most talented kids you possibly get. At the same time, you would like to get um, kids that are seem teachable. They seem educated. Therefore, they have to be teachable and um, articulate. And I mean, they, they just were uh, so good in front of the microphone and that's so crucial for your brand now because now you're in front of the microphone more than ever i think back in the day you know people with the various jokes and things about athletes and and academics you know they weren't in the mic in front of the mic as often um but now you're in front of the mic very very often so you you don't want to be a bad speaker Social media has changed at all. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're watching. I watch every commitment video now with, with the job at BOL. I mean, I used to watch most of them, but now with the, the BOL job, I watch all of them. And uh, what I'm struck all the time is is half the time I'm, what I'm watching is Instagram Live. You know, yeah. you know they're, they're, they're committing live, speaking to their phones on Instagram Live, and that, that's something that just – a didn't that didn't even happen three and five years ago that's right you know even though instagram and stuff like that was around then i'm just saying it's sort of a new thing that these kids aren't like i was commenting yesterday uh, uh you know they don't go to their local tv station to commit anymore it used to be they'd go to local tv if you're a big name you could go to your local abc nbc cbs on the news on the local sports and and commit but now it's you know through on three on three's youtube page uh you know, 24 seven as a YouTube page rivals. Uh, but the kids often just commit on their own through Twitter or, or Instagram live, Facebook live. Uh, and and I, I guess the kids are just more used to speaking publicly because they do so through their social media. Uh, and, and in terms of your complimenting, uh, Will Sanders and Jamie French couldn't agree more, especially Sanders came, Sanders came across as a future captain of football team. Frankly, I thought like that guy, that guy might one day have his name in the sidewalk. He, he's captain material. You know what I really want one day is for a kid to really buck the trend and commit longhand. Like he just mails a letter into a, a local TV station. Dear sir, <laughs> it is, what a long, strange path has been. Press release. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We will be back tomorrow with more countdown stuff and some other stuff, I'm sure. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll Tide.